Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Santa! Oh, my God! Would you please tell him that instead of presents this year, I just want my family back. Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? It must be magic. I must find some way to keep Christmas from coming. Nobody's walking out on this fun old-fashioned family Christmas. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? True, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Seeing isn't believing. Believing is seeing. The best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. Welcome back to another week of Tis the Podcast, the podcast that is dedicated to keeping the Christmas spirit alive 365 days a year, even on days like today that are over 80 degrees. I'm Tom. I'm Julia. I'm Anthony. Guys, it was hot today. Straight up hot. It was hot today. (laughs) Yeah. How hot was it in New York? Just under 80. So for you, Anthony, and our listeners who are not familiar with Oklahoma, Oklahoma has about a three-week, two- to three-week spring, and I think we just got out of it. It's hot. Well, you know what? Getting out of spring means you're all that closer to fall and winter. Yeah. So look at it like that. That's easy for someone who doesn't live in an Oklahoma summer to say. <laughs> a couple years ago, we had over 100 days straight of over 100 degree. Oh my gosh. Do you remember so that, Julia? Yes. I remember multiple summers like that. Um, Misery. I have to give a little brag out about my three-year-old. We did not know she even knew the song. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas, but we were driving in the car, and in the back randomly, we hear, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. <laughs> It's so cute. I know. (laughs) Well, this week we're discussing a 2018 film, The Nutcracker and The Four Realms. Young Claire needs a magical one-of-a-kind key to unlock a box that contains a priceless gift. A golden thread leads her to the coveted key, but it soon disappears into a strange and mysterious parallel world. In that world, she meets a nutcracker soldier named Philip, a group of mice, and the regents who preside over three realms. Clara and Philip must now enter into the fourth realm to retrieve the key and restore harmony to the unstable land. Uh, I'm going to run through the credits really quickly. The film was directed by Lasse Holstrom, who um, is known for directing uh, Chocolat, What's Eating Gilbert Grape, The Cider House Rules. Uh, so some good films there. I mean, really good. I love. Really good. Yeah. All films. Really good. 100 Foot Journey. That movie's so good. Cider House is one of the most beautiful movies ever made. What's Eating Gilbert Grape. I had not oh, seen until so Christine and I started dating. And that movie just. Oh, oh I love that movie. I love it. Mama. That's some of the best Leonardo DiCaprio, too. It really, really is. He also did a lot of videos for ABBA, just so you guys know, including the video short for Dancing Queen. Did he? Yeah. It was a vastly different... uh... (laughs) That's different. That's different between that and his movies. Like, you would never watch, say, I don't know, An Unfinished Life, which was also a great movie, and think... You know what? This reminds me of an ABBA music video. <laughs> well, you would never watch a Matthew McConaughey movie and then think, oh man, this guy got his career started on an episode of Unsolved Mysteries. <laughs> <gasps> Was he really? Yeah, I thought you were well. going to say Dazed and Confused. Nope. Unsolved Mysteries. <laughs> oh, snap. For all the great start. Also serving as director in this film is Joe Johnson. Joe Johnson did Captain America, The First Avenger, Jurassic Park 3, Hildago, October Sky, the original Jumanji, The Rocketeer, and Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Good stuff in there, too. Really good stuff. I love The Rocketeer. He's also got an announced film coming up of Mm. Chronicles of Narnia, The Silver Chair. 
Nice. Wait, so they're still making that film, even though Netflix is adapting the whole series? Don't know. It still says announced. Hmm. So it hasn't been updated yet by Imdaba. Interesting. Right? I love right. the silver chair, though, so I'm not going to complain if I get two adaptations of it. I was listening to that band the other day. Ah, silver chair. Oh, my gosh. Blast from the past, right? Yes. I used to think that one with the long hair was... Daniel Johns? Cute. Super cute. Super cute. He suffered from a severe eating disorder and heroin addiction. Yeah. (gasps) Oh, that's sad. Yep. Is he still alive? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's good. Um, Our leading lady... Oh, the, the story was written by Ashley Powell. Um, who really hasn't done anything else. She's working on The Paper Magician, which she's doing the sc- a screenplay for it, and something called The Hazelwood. I don't know anything about either of those. Our leading lady is Mackenzie Foy, who plays Clara. And she has a pretty... I didn't recognize her, but I guess I should have because I've seen um, several of these movies she's in. Uh, she was in the Hawaii Five-0 series. She is in The Twilight Saga, in Breaking Dawn 1 and Breaking Dawn 2. Have not seen. She's in The Conjuring. She's a horrible CGI child in those movies. Ugh. Yeah, she is. She's in the, Conju- the Conjuring, Wish You Well, The Boxcar Children, Interstellar. She played 10-year-old Murph. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love that movie. Yeah. That movie is awesome. Yeah, it she is. Was the voice of a little girl in The Little Prince. And, of course, this film. Is she really British? The name sounds very British. I don't know if she actually is. Okay. Let's check Wikipedia. I have it. Nope. She was born in Los Angeles, California. Okay, so well, that's she's a not very British name. Yeah, it is a British name. She was not British in Twilight, but she is in this movie, so I just wondered. Then uh, I'm only going to go through our most uh, well-known people because this this does have a pretty large cast. Uh, Morgan Freeman needs no introduction. He played... Who's Morgan Freeman? I'm joking with you. Good Lord, I was about to say, we need to take a vote from the audience and see if if we can continue. He plays Drosselmeyer, Clara's godfather. So I'm going to go through movies of his real quick and then we'll jump in with our favorite. He was in Glory, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, The the Shawshank Redemption, Outbreak, Seven, Mole Flanders, Kiss the Girls, Amistad, Deep Impact, Under Under Suspicion, Along Came a Spider, The Sum of All Fears, which... On a side tangent, I asked Christine to a movie, and that is the first movie that we saw together, and the first movie we kissed after that movie, started our whole relationship. Neither of us really liked it, but you know, (laughs) so romantic, right? (laughs) Uh, Levity, Bruce Almighty, Million Dollar Baby, Batman Begins, War of the Worlds, the Dark Knight and The Dark Knight Rises. I'm not there yet. <laughs> <laughs> the Dark Knight, The Dark Knight Rises, The Raisin in the Sun TV movie, which I remember uh, we watched. Conan oh, the yeah. Barbarian, Dolphin Tale, Now You See Me, Dolphin Tale Two. He was in Ted Two. The new Ben-Hur movie. He had a recurring role on Madam Secretary and has a few movies coming up, including the hitman's wife's bodyguard. All right. So, favorite Morgan Freeman. Go. Uh, It's a tie between Shawshank and Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Mine's a tie between Shawshank, Seven... And I loved him as God and Bruce Almighty. Oh, he's such a good God. He is. I really like him as God. Mine is probably just straight up Shawshank Redemption. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did love Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. That's my, Kevin Costner is my Robin Hood, always will be. Mm-hmm. Um, Definitely. Now Alan Rickman is, is forever my, yes. Sheriff. Absolutely. Yeah. So good. Um, 
I did like him as in the Alex Cross roles though of Kiss the Girl and Along Came a Spider. Um, mm-hmm. Those are fun movies, but they just don't have that same gravitas, you know. Mm-hmm. I loved how he played off Christian Bale and Batman, the Batman movies. Yeah. Very dry sense of humor with him, kind of like Alfred. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Helen Mirren plays Mother Ginger. And the f- first movie I really remember seeing her in was uh, Gosford Park. But she's done yes. a, lot of other, a lot of other stuff. She was on Frasier. She was she on Frasier? She, she had a, a one-time role on Frasier, yep. As a caller. Um, but yeah, I don't really honestly know. I, when I was looking back at her older stuff, I don't really know what a lot, a lot of it is. So I had a hard time pulling any out. But I will say her more recent stuff, um, she did the movie Gosford Park. She was in Calendar Girls, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. She was the voice of Deep Thought. Again, that's a movie that uh, has a little contention here on the cast. She was in National Treasure Book of Secrets. But I think she's probably best known as uh, for her role in The Queen, right? Mm-hmm. She's played The Queen multiple times on film and stage. But yeah, I love her in The Queen. I mean, the, the 2006 movie, The Queen. Yeah. <laughs> she's going to be Catherine the Great in the new Catherine the Great series, which I'm extremely excited about. No, but yeah, but I meant she played Queen Elizabeth II four right. different times. Yeah. And she turned down tea with the queen after the movie the queen came out because of scheduling conflicts with national treasure book of secrets <laughs> do you really turn down tea with the queen she did and she still became a dame or was already a dame didn't have her dameness revoked either way <laughs> i'm pretty excited about the catherine the great role though honestly it's gonna be um i'm excited about anything helen Marin. i love helen Marin. <sighs> I do too. She's got such attitude and sass. She does. And she swears like a seller in real life, which I appreciate because she's so classy. <laughs> and she looks great for her age in a bathing suit too. I've not seen her in a bathing suit. She wears like flab bikinis, like paparazzi shots. She looks like, yeah, she looks nice. like, a, yeah. Well done. And also, she has an amazing one of those. Um, what's the thing called where they rap? The celebrities rap with one another. The rap battle ones, but hers was amazing. The one she was. Are you in. serious? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I gotta look that up. <laughs> and then one of our regents from the other three realms is the Sugar Plum, played by Kira Knightley. Um, Kira Knightley has done quite a few things. I said, I think most of us know she was in star Wars episode one, bend it like Beckham, Dr. Zavago on the TV show. <laughs> That's going in our uh, outtakes for everybody. Just so you know, <laughs> the, uh, of course the pirates of the Caribbean franchise. She was in love actually. So this is not our first time discussing her King Arthur, the jacket, um, she was in Pride and Prejudice. Atonement. Atonement. Robbie the Reindeer in Close Encounters of the Herd Kind. I don't know what that is, but I do want to find out. Um, <laughs> um, we talked about this before. Disco 54 recommended we do it. But I still haven't watched it. That's I remember him saying Robbie the Reindeer, not the whole title. Well, there is are there three. It's like three different shows. All right. Well, I don't know what this one is, Anthony. Well, maybe you should turn on CBS around Christmas time, Tom, because they air them every year. I don't watch TV. I don't like commercials. Oh, yeah, it has the belly button that made me very uncomfortable. And the belly button made me very uncomfortable. It was more the belly button. (laughs) She was in the Neverland TV series, Anna Karenina, Once Upon a Time. She's in Jack Ryan's Shadow Recruit, The Imitation Game. Amazing. Mm, gosh, that movie is so good. Collateral Beauty, and she's got a, others, I'm sure. What's your favorite Kira Knightley, guys? <laughs> Mine would probably be The Imitation Game. I don't like many of her other stuff, honestly. I loved her in Pirates of the Caribbean. 
I'll go with her role in the first Pirates. I can agree with you. All right, and then we have other people, but those are the big ones. All right, so let's jump in with our L'Histoire. Julia, our what's what? your history with this film? L'Histoire. Oh, history. En français. You're busting out another language. Um, so I was interested in seeing this movie in the theaters when it came out because the trailers look very interesting to me, and I love the Nutcracker Suite. Um, and then Anthony saw it, and he was like, I'm not going to really talk about it, but it wasn't that great. Let's save it for the show. And I was like, oh, I don't think I'm going to watch it then. So I didn't watch it until today. That's my history. Not much of one. What about you, Tom? I watched it yesterday. I had planned to see it in the theaters because it looked beautiful. And um, I wish I had. Mm-hmm. Me too. Anthony? I saw it in the theaters, but if you go back on the show, I was really excited to see it. Although yes. I was wary when I pointed out the trailers reminded me of Alice in Wonderland. Mm-hmm. And this is the second time I've seen it, and probably my last. Oh. Not right. far off with that Alice in Wonderland bit, though. So I was much more reminded. This this had a much more uh, reminiscent feeling, storyline, everything for me of, uh, well, not maybe not storyline, but... but the way it was filmed, the way she was introduced to this world, it felt much more like Narnia. Narnia. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was half expecting to see Mr. Tumnus in a light pole when she went into the Christmas tree forest. Mm -hmm. Like all of the tromping around in the forest reminded me of Alice in Wonderland, though. Ethan even walked up on it and he was like, um, he said something like, where's that weird caterpillar dude? And I'm like, this isn't Alice in Wonderland. He's like, well, why did I just see the Mad Hatter then? And I'm like, that's not even close to the Mad Hatter. And he's like, are you sure this isn't Alice in Wonderland? And I'm like, I'm positive. She, <laughs> like, she is dressed like the Mad Hatter at one point. Yeah. It, it, so I'm just going to get right into it. There's a very real divide for me from where I adored this movie and was completely in it. And when I was like... I think it can be over now. Like it feels like two very disjointed movies to me. And the part that I love is the first part. And I love it. Really love it. Um, but it's when they break away from, when they break away from the Nutcracker suite, frankly, when they get into the music they composed for the show, for the movie that I lose interest in the storyline and everything. But the atmosphere in the beginning of this movie is absolutely fantastic. It I was. love the stuff in real world London. It's when Do she what? gets it. I love the stuff in real world London. Mm-hmm. It's when she shows up in the world of the realms. Pacing was off to me. It was boring to me. Horrible CGI Mouse King sucked. That I haven't been this disappointed in a movie. It's not, not the worst movie we've watched in a while, but I have I will I haven't been this disappointed in one in a long time. Hmm. I like it up until the ballet stuff that Misty that Misty Copeland, by the way, is one of the most beautiful people to watch dance. Her body is amazing. Um up until she finishes her I didn't mean it in the way that you meant it. Just, I meant it the same way you meant it, Julie. I was agreeing with you. Mm-hmm. It came off um, kind of pervy. Yeah, it really did. And mine was not intended pervy at all. I happen to love ballet. You want um, to talk about pervy? Talk about Kira Knightley, the latter half of this movie. But we'll get yeah, to that. A little bit. A little bit. She got um, a little creepy. When uh when when What's her name? Clara? Yeah. Yeah. When Clara is watching, you know, the ballet portion of the four realms and the depiction of all of them with Misty Copeland dancing, I was completely in it. It was after that when she decides to go into the forest and get the key that I was kind of like, oh, man, why couldn't they just stick to something simple? Um that was a departure for me. Up until that point, I was very much enjoying this movie, very much. And then it turned a little bit into um, the Santa Claus 2 
kind of. <laughs> oh, totally. <laughs> big toy soldiers, and I'm like, Ouch. why? They're just regurgitating. So I didn't care for the ending. Um, I don't know. I really loved the first bit, though. Loved it. I liked the whole movie. Yeah. It was fun. It was a no thinker for me. I was able to sit back and just watch and enjoy. The whole film was shot beautifully. Oh, man, yeah. I liked all the steampunk ref- I mean, the it has a, a very steampunk feel, right, with the, from the, the gears. From the very first that. scene. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Jocelyn Meyer's house is like the bomb. Oh, my gosh. I loved that. Words with the gifts. I thought that was so cool. Um, I mean, this is the Christmas party I want to go to. His Christmas tree was just like on ballet sets. And this is the godfather we all want. It is. Right. And he was a lot less creepy than some of the ones you see in the ballet. A lot less creepy, which I appreciated as well. (laughs) Because Drossel Meyer is always a little terrifying. Yeah. the actual creepy. ballet. I loved the look of Mother Ginger's realm, like the porcelain face she had and her weird little. Uh, oh, that crack ball? down it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the crack down her face, which I thought was a neat design touch. And her mm-hmm. um, her people, little her mm-hmm. little minions. What are they yeah, called? Her the little, like, stacking doll minions. Yeah. Doll. They freak me they out. Were, <laughs> they were freaky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I liked, I mean, I like the design of her realm. It was it was creepy. It was supposed to be creepy. Mm-hmm. I did not care for the other two, the flower realm and the ice realm. Um, I didn't like their look very much, like them personally. I didn't the care for. I looked like Snow Miser. I, I did. Don't think we you were see his fingers to. even. Yeah. yeah. I did like when they were actually going in each realm when Misty Copeland's dancing and you see them kind of visit the actual realms. Um, I liked the look of the ice realm very much when she's like riding in the sleigh through the middle of the town. And then the one with the flowers, I thought that looked really neat too, but I don't know. Their look was just a lot. It was a lot to take in. Sugar Plum was a lot more subtle. Yeah. Right. Like she's over the top, but more subtle than they were. She looked more like a, her character was more subtle. (laughs) Yeah. Her her character looked like a fairy. Yeah. It looked like a ballerina Sugar Plum fairy. Yep. I mean, her acting was over the top, but I'll say she was my favorite in the movie. Yeah. She was the only one with personality to me. To me, I was bored the rest of the film. Again, yeah, minus the, the, minus the opening in London and the end in London. I like Mother Ginger, and I did like our Nutcracker. He was a Nutcracker, and I did like the Mouse King. I'm sorry, I thought he was. I thought he was fun. I wanted a more terrifying. House King, like from the ballets, some of them get really creepy, those costumes. Well, the good thing about it was I could watch this with Ellie without her getting too worried, which was nice. That's a good point. Yeah, she could enjoy it too. It was a family. Although movie. I thought the many, many mice scrambling together to create a Mouse King was kind of scary, frankly. That was hot. That was. These little mice individual, though, were precious. Especially at the end, especially at the end when he's like nuzzling into. Yeah, what's going on there? They became friends. Okay, they were just friends. I don't know. That was some serious nuzzle. It took me. It was like a pet. Like. That's what pets do. uh, Yeah, that's that's like what your pet does. That's that's what I got from it. It was this was like now his pet. Okay. Are you looking for something more sinister in their relationship, Julia? <laughs> no, I'm really not. <laughs> something more salacious? Is that what you wanted to have happen here? I really don't. didn't want any of that to happen. Julia wants um, a love story with a mouse? That's. I really don't. Okay, I'm glad. <laughs> Would have been more interesting. <laughs> it was so, just fun. It was a good, good story. I liked it. I found the, it derivative of all these big... Pedantic... It Anthony, was Anthony shallow, shallow and driven <laughs> of every big budget fantasy film. 
and it just it just had nothing new. That's how I felt. That's what I felt, and and it made me realize that apart from their live action remakes they've been doing, which are generally successful, Disney's not good with the more original non remake live action films. Tomorrowland was a dud. Which one? This Tomorrowland. Oh, first cloning. Oh, this huge letdown. This this one, I know you guys like it, but this one wasn't well received. Generally, it's thirty three percent. So. 33% I'm, again, representing the people. And A Wrinkle in Time, which I wanted to love, was also a dud. And I love that book. And that had an amazing cast. And it was disappointing. Like, oh, step it up. It you kill with the animated films, but step up the live action, man. <laughs> what so, so- Michelle as The Little Mermaid? I what 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 Wait, not not in the movie she's not in the movie she's doing a live concert the concert ball oh, so, thank goodness oh is that what it is yeah because when I read that headline I uh wanted I just to read the headline and thought I'm not for, gonna read this because this is for, not right for previous uh previously disclosed reasons I wanted to scream and they're yeah. fit oh thank goodness she's not in the movie casting that would be wrong <laughs> Wrong. Well, you saw who Disney wants, so for that. No, role. who do they want? Uh, the girl who plays um, MJ in the new Spider-Man movie. I don't know who that is. I don't either. Zendaya. Zendaya. That's it. That's who they want. I don't know. I can get on board with that. I want. I still want Lindsay Lohan. Oh, stop so, it. Nobody ever. <laughs> I don't know. I could get on board with her as Ariel. There was a big thing with her wanting to be Ariel, I guess. Um, who doesn't want to be Ariel? That's Me? a princess every girl wants to be. Oh. Sarah wanted to be Jasper. Really? I want to be Ariel. So, spoiler alert for the progression of the plot discussion here. If you've not seen this movie and you want to see this movie and be surprised, maybe stop listening now and come back after you fast forward for a bit. Um, if you Although, was anyone surprised? Well, so, so Disney could have done a straight and narrow interpretation of the Nutcracker, right? I mean, they really could have. They could have made the Rat King more terrifying and more of a and and like literally done a straight adaptation and even inserting the little egg thing they probably could have found a way to work that inside but they decided to instead have one of these four realm people be bad and essentially recreate the santa claus too (laughs) by overthrowing the place not the north pole but overthrowing the four realms um and Turning them into plastic. Yes. Turning them into toys. Turning them into toys and turning the toy nutcrackers, toy into soldiers, soldiers, making them large, yes. very large, as uh, Karen Knightley practically swooned over how large they were and yeah. uh, making them do her bidding. So yeah. there are tons of articles. <laughs> Tons of articles online, you know, from places like BuzzFeed and those types of stuff about, can we talk for a moment about how hardy Kira Knightley was in the Nutcracker <laughs> of the Four Rooms? Can oh we say that on our podcast? Probably not. Yeah. We've said it before. We have, I can assure you that we have not. We have. <laughs> we have not. That is not would be a better word. I'd say, I'd, I think that's a word Julia nor I would use. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that word. It's used on TV. It's so There's a lot of stuff used on TV I wouldn't want my kids to say. But uh, horny is one of them. Just because it's one of those that, that word. opens up a, a door to a lot of other things. And while it is the exact appropriate word to use in this situation because she was super creepy. Oh my gosh, that. it made me so uncomfortable. Yeah. I, I, were they trying to make her sound like she was drunk with power? 
I get that because she clearly was right. Like she, she no, wanted she play- power. She played it that way. She said that in an interview, she was doing it that way. Oh, Kira. Really? That's mm-hmm. an interesting film. choice. It's really interesting. So she tries to overthrow the four realms. She tricks Clara into getting, into getting the key from, I want to say mother Gothel. It's Mother, Mother Ginger. 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 She's a redhead. Yes. And she gets the key and she brings it back because Sugar Plum Fairy has told her that um, Mother, Mother Ginger is the bad person. Um, Mother Ginger is actually not the bad person. And she she gets the key and she tries to overthrow the realms and take control of it. And it's a twist. Did you guys see it coming? Come on. Come on, come on. This is broadcast. as much as you're thinking that. This is broadcast like a flashing beacon neon light from the beginning. Like, come on. From the beginning? I didn't see it from the beginning. I don't know. The Mouse King was in cahoots with Mother Ginger. Yeah, no. I thought it was obvious. Wow. It wasn't satisfying to me. Um, I had fun. I mean, I was happy to see her turned into a toy, you know, to have the machine backfire and turn her into a toy. That was great. I cheered a little. But I, I wanted I wanted a true adaptation. I mean, that's what Disney's all about now, right? Like, their live-action adaptations now are, like, exactly a replica of the animated form. And why couldn't they have done that with this one? See, that's what I didn't want from the Nutcracker. It's so it's been done so many times. I know, but I love it every time. I've seen it so many times. But there's never been a good movie adaptation of it. Mm-hmm. I'm agree I agree with you, Julie. That's what I wanted. That's because it should not be a movie. It's a it's a ballet. I think they could have done I like what they did with inserting the and I was so excited to see that they put I'm assuming it's old Fantasia footage from Fantasia, right, with the conductor against the orange background, and I that it made me like so happy to see that because that's one of my favorite, fan, you know, it's one of my favorite Disney movies of all time. Um, really? Yes, I love Fantasia. Which which segment is your favorite in Fantasia? Are we talking about the old one or the new one? Like the original. The original was yeah. always Sorcerer's Apprentice. Always. Of course. of course. Those brooms. And I got to play Sorcerer's Apprentice in college at OSU, and it was so much fun. No, in high school. I, lo- I, lo- I love that music. Mm-hmm. Is that your favorite too, Anthony? It is my favorite. Though the close second is the, um, I don't know the official name, but it's the one at the end with all the ghosts and the devil and the castle and... Dance Macabre? Yeah. No. That's it. No. It has, it has, I'm going to Google it real quick. The last has, one is Griggs in the End of the Mountain King, I think. Hold on. They do I'll Dance Macabre, but it's not in um, It's not in Fantasia. I think it's Grieg. G-R-I-E-G. It's Night on Bald Mountain. Oh. Night on Bald Mountain. That's With the big called. demon? Yes. The demon one used to freak me out. Like yeah. it used to freak me out. But that that one is like a close second though to the Sorcerer's Apprentice, obviously number one. We're all in agreement there. But that one, but like, your, really cool. What's your favorite one from the newer Fantasia from Fantasia two thousand? <sighs> I haven't seen that one as much. Oh, you haven't. Uh, I fell asleep. I didn't like no, that one. No, you didn't. Did you really? You uncultured swine. <laughs> <laughs> name the movie. Who can name it? Obscure movie quote. It is a Disney movie. It's a Disney movie? It is. You uncultured swine. Is it Lion King? No. Sounded like something Timon would say to Pumbaa. It does sound like something Timon. It does sound like something he would say. Speaking of which, did you see they redesigned Scar for the Lion King live action? They're making him a rare white lion. Toy Story. Yes. Toy Story 2. Was it 2? I think so. No. Maybe one. I can't remember. He's a white lion. I don't like that. They're making him a white lion. A weary, old-looking white lion. Well, he should be. To make him stand out from the other ones. 
But yeah, Shay. when I just go night on Bald Mountain, apparently Disney's turning that segment into a live action movie. <laughs> so there you go. Can't wait wow. to see what. How are they going to do that? Who knows? I think Disney should just get a just get a dead horse and have all of their animators and directors and everybody just start beating it and calling that a film. <laughs> Or Disney, just stick to the animation. Or just come up with something new and creative. Like they, everything is a sequel or a live action remake. It's it's, ah. Uh. Yeah. But I guess when they Can't try to be fell so- asleep in Fantasia two thousand. I'm so bummed. I just didn't that one's it. nowhere near as good as the original. I love it. I love both of them because it's like the true. I I love. The surprising interpretations of music I've loved forever. And it was like watching artists at work. Like I love that they took the graduation march and they turned it into Noah's Ark with Donald Duck. I mean, it was funny and it was amusing. And I really loved the um, the flying whales. I loved the flying whales. I don't know. We have strong musical ties in our family. We've been banned people forever my brother and i we've always loved classical music especially the greats so i don't know i get really excited when i hear those pieces that i've heard in marching bands and that i've played and all that stuff i geek out on it i love those movies so you know one part of this film i did really like and it's just a quick visual thing and it's towards the it's when she first meets the sugar plum fairy and everything like that when they come out through the clock and they're miniature above Drosselmeyer's party like mm-hmm. they come out through the, I thought that was a very cool image I like that I really like the image from inside the clock yeah she the gear, all the time work mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you see like the, her dad sad oh it was nice mm-hmm I just felt, for me, pacing was off at certain points in this film. Like certain parts dragged, especially yeah. towards the end. I will say some of it seemed. I mean, some of the end especially seemed it could have been shorter. Mm-hmm. Yes. Did it give you the Christmas feels? No. The first bit did. Gave me the wintry feels. Yeah. And I think one of the lines there, um, so what I suggested and what I'm going to use for the, the title of this episode, which is not a spoiler because everybody knows it now, is um, when Clara's dad tells her, Christmas comes whether you like it or not, we must do our best to enjoy it. I felt like that's how this movie felt regarding Christmas. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. We have to put up with something Christmas in this film, so here's a tree. And we'll call it Forest, uh, Christmas Tree Forest. <laughs> I mean, the music was, the music from... The music was great. The Nutcracker was music from the Nutcracker. So, I mean, you have Tchaikovsky there. You can't not feel Christmas from the music. Mm-hmm. But nothing that they, none of the decisions they made for this movie did it for me. It could have been said at any time. Mm-hmm. Except the begin- bookends. Yeah. But that's being a movie, yeah, that's a movie set at Christmas, not a Christmas movie, right? I would agree with that. Right. So, with, so yeah. that we don't lose this, let's go ahead and do it right now while I'm thinking about it. Does this pass the Linus test? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I mean, she... Two times. Yeah. When she, she comes back and her herself. dad, well, and her dad, he acknowledges, you know, this... This, that he's got to be better. He's been selfish. He's got to think of his kids. And um, I really like I really like the growth of the dad and with the, the way the dad internalized what Clara told him. It was nice. Mm-hmm. I would have loved yeah. a whole Victorian movie just set in London because I thought their London looked beautiful. Oh, Drosselmeyer's yeah. house. Um, every day, like I thought there was a nice story there with the dad and Clara, like a whole Christmas yeah. movie. In London, Victorian London, I could have. It looked very um, the beginning shots, especially. It looked very Man Who Invented Christmas. Some of it, mm-hmm. which I thought fair enough. Have, but I would have loved more of that and less of the four realms and their uh, 
inhabitants. The Four Realms, their continual reference to it didn't always work either. Right. And I am still waiting for some studio to give me a good, a proper adaptation of the Nutcracker. Give me my Mouse King. Maybe you should write it. Maybe I should write it. With precious little tiny mice running around on the stage. All the junior (laughs) ballerinas and they're so cute. I love the Nutcracker. I love it so much. So funny to me that Tchaikovsky hated it. Yeah, I know. What's well, kind of became his what he was all he was known for, right? Yeah, not all he was known for, obviously, but well, that's like his, how most famous work. I love his vespers. That's like how Alan Rickman wouldn't sign anything Harry Potter related for fans. Wouldn't ever. He wouldn't. Nope. But he, but he always spoke so fondly of his role. But he loved it. He loved his role, but uh, he didn't want it to be all he was remembered for. So he just wouldn't sign any Harry Potter memorabilia, even though he loved it. And it's also why they were never allowed to use his image at the Florida theme park. He wouldn't let them. Oh, there's no Snape anywhere? Yeah, past Professor Snape's office, his name's everywhere, but no, no Snape. No Snape that? in any of the rides or anything. Good thing they can do what they want now, right? Oh, that's mean. <laughs> that's just—it's too soon. It's too soon. Too it will soon. always. It will always be too soon for Alan Rickman. It will always be too soon. That's right. Always. Oh, you why caught the rapper. You caught what I was saying. <laughs> I did. Too soon. Uh, yep. <laughs> um, All right. Do we have quotes? Did not find this to be the most quotable movie. No. No quotes. Not I do. Me. I have one. What? One. I have one. Okay. And, and <laughs> it's when Kira Knightley's blowing up the soldiers and Clara's just watching in horror and she says, they're huge. And Kira Knightley's like, isn't it magnificent? <laughs> <laughs> And you were all. That's, that's what, what she, she said. <laughs> Did you know where the inspiration for the Nutcracker came from? Where? Well, here. Dumas. Really? He wrote The Nutcracker of Nuremberg, which is based oh. on the classic Christmas story by E.T.A. Hoffman. Hmm. Interesting. So, useless information. Do we have any final thoughts? I don't. I think I've said it all. I have said it all. You have final thoughts? Oh, okay. Nope. <laughs> I have final thoughts. Anthony, you've said your thoughts. We know what you're going to say. I could probably quote it verbatim right now. <laughs> it's not part of my career. That's how I feel how you talk, Tom. Oh. I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 I was about to say, Tom, my final thought is you're my best friend and you're not the worst. Were you going to quote that, Tom? Were you? <gasps> I knew. <laughs> I <knew it. laughs> okay, closing my notes now on this film. No, my final thought is like, look, it's not the worst film. I'm not saying that. I was just bored by it. I was disappointed in just adapt the Nutcracker. I felt it's derivative of a lot of fantasy movies. Would I? I won't go out of my way to watch it again. But would I turn it off if Freeform is showing it? And I have Freeform on during the twenty-five days of Christmas. Probably not. It's decent enough background noise, but it's definitely not going to be part of my Christmas canon. Okay, I knew about half of that. <laughs> All right, Anthony, what are you going to rank it? (laughs) What am I going to rank it? Mm. Oh, I don't want to do that, though. (laughs) I don't want to give Tom any sort of pleasure by doing that. (laughs) By doing what? (laughs) Okay, I... (laughs) Wait, what did I... Do I want to... It's like, I know this question is coming every week, and yet every week I'm not prepared for you to ask it. (laughs) Anthony, you literally do 
so much around this podcast all week. <laughs> Except this. This week, Anthony edited the episode, posted yeah. it, scheduled posts for the next like 12 weeks. <laughs> but he doesn't know what he's making. <laughs> Julie and I watched a movie. And we know our ranking. <laughs> <laughs> and there are some days that the watching is, tar- is hard to do. Okay. Okay. I'm ready. I'm ready. All right. What are you going to give it? 2.2. 2. So, right. so Tom, North Pole is ranked higher than this year. Beloved North Pole, I would rather watch them. Than- 5.2. Nope, nope, nope. I can, I'm going to give it a 4.5. And I'm docking it because it's not a Christmas movie. And what does it give us? 3.967. That puts it at number 36 on our list. 36. Yep. What's, Between yeah. the Grinch and North Pole. Which Grinch? Live action. Yeah, the, at, that's where, that's where I think at, it belongs. It's right there with Jim Carrey's The Grinch. <laughs> You realize that asking which Grinch was completely <laughs> irrelevant because you knew exactly which Grinch it was. Just let it, Anthony just walked right into it. <laughs> <laughs> this is my hardest night trolling Anthony. I'm, I'm going to have to send him something nice this week. Tom. <laughs> <laughs> um. You're the worst. I actually feel bad because I don't, I mean, while I like this movie, I don't like it nearly as much as you like to Grinch. <laughs> and they ended up together. It's funny because it falls in between the Grinch and your beloved North Pole underneath it. So it falls between one I really loved and one you really loved. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> That's epic. I like either. And Julie's not a fan of any of the three. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> it's little things like this in the list that make me happy. Uh-huh. All right. Well, very interesting. Not many people let us know what they think about this movie. Probably because judging from the box office, a lot of people haven't seen it. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's so new, too, right. with respect to the rest of the stuff we typically cover. So, If you have seen it and you've got thoughts, go ahead and share those with us. Go to tisthepodcast.com slash Facebook or Reddit or Twitter or Instagram or Patreon and let us know what you think. We love engaging with people. You see Anthony is far more active than the rest of us. He expends his mental faculties there as opposed to pre-assigning a ranking for a movie. <laughs> While Julie and I are remiss and disappear from those for long periods of time so that we know what our ranking is. So really, you know what? I, I really want worst. <laughs> you won't find me arguing that. But you know, I want our listeners to let us know because we talked about this before the movie came out. We talked about what, which we thought would be better, the Nutcracker or the Grinch. Clearly, all three of us thought the Grinch would be better, the animated Grinch. Um, they were our two major Christmas movies last year. Um, so I want to know from our listeners, did you prefer this or the animated Grinch? I would hazard a guess to say more of you probably preferred the Grinch, given we got tons of feedback on that and next to nothing on this but mm-hmm. I'm curious I, have, so I know so many people who are not Christmas fans who love the Grinch and have watched it outside of Christmas season I mean it's great it is great Christmasy. So Patreon, we also have a Patreon if you want bonus content. We have some full-length bonus episodes on there in which we um, venture out of the realm of Christmas and into the realms of Halloween and Thanksgiving. Uh, and in, and we also try, we also cover c- Christmas commercials and graphic novels and a bunch of other stuff. Uh, we have cards and buttons and we're working on getting t-shirts and sweatshirts and stuff. So check that out. We don't have buttons yet. They're coming, though. They are. We are. Hopefully, we found all the supplies after our move or packing and everything. So, hopefully, we have those. Again, that's patreon.com slash tis the podcast. 
So join us the next two weeks for some pretty exciting movies. Um, We've had a lot of discussion about this first one, people excited about it. And then the second one, I kind of feel like people are going to be excited by default. So next week, we will be talking about Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas, Jim Henson's special. I'm super excited about that. Um, And then in two weeks, it will be Iron Man 3. Ooh, is it a Christmas movie? Is it not a Christmas movie? It's Marvel. Who cares? So... I'm excited. And it's coming just in time for Avengers Endgame. It's whoever scheduled that. Like, oh my God, it's like the stars aligned there, guys. That was that was pretty cool. Good job, whoever that was. Anthony. <laughs> so I'm excited. I'm excited for the next two weeks for sure. Hey, and if y'all watch Emmett Otter's Juggling Christmas, also watch the outtakes because I'm going to talk about them because I love those outtakes. So watch those too. I'm not going to encourage anybody to do this, but I will tell you, if you're looking for it, you can find the full video, multiple copies of it on Daily Motion. And if you want some, it would also be good for you guys to read The Gift of the Magi uh, before watching it or after. Or pull up our Around Christmas episode. Yes. Listen to it read to you. We will read you. We will read it to you. So that's a good time to go back and listen to that before you watch it. Word. For sure. This is the last week we'll be talking about our time to Christmas being over 6,000 hours because as of today, there are only 6,096 hours left until Christmas. Which is only 254 days. And when you think about it, we are getting close to like the hundreds. We're out of 250s next week. I know. And then it's only just over a month. (laughs) It's only 36 weeks away. Will Anthony and Tom get along? Will next week's movie pass the Linus test? Tune in next week. Same tis the podcast time. (laughs) Na 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 na. (laughs) 